Hey everyone, this is Marissa Phillips from Y'all Heard, and um, hey everybody, rate us on iTunes, five stars is a charm, and why not leave us a voicemail, 570-POD-WOD-1, doesn't matter what you say in your voicemail, we promise we'll appreciate it, we don't get many, thank you. So guys, I'm just going to tell you right now, me and Pete usually do our podcast around like 6.30, 7 o'clock, and now it's 9.50, and I go to sleep at like 10.50, and the amount of tired I am is through the roof. So I will probably be delayed, easily confused, and sound drunk at times. This is great. So this is my disclaimer. <laughs> I cannot guarantee the quality, even though I researched this. For me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. We're not related. We get together, uh, and you know what we do? You know what we do? We play knowledge mixologist. Ugh. We take one part friendship, one part jokes, one part thing we know about, shake it vigorously, and then strain over ice, and then we upload it to the internet for your ears. Ugh, you're disgusting. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm writing these ahead of time, and they're still garbage nonsense. You wrote that? <laughs> Yes, I did. Oy. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. So, Pete, do I ask you how your week is? Uh, we're doing a split episode, so if you just want to jump on in, I will. Uh, I do feel obligated to say to listeners, sorry if you hear any sniffles. I'm still sick from the last show that we did. Icebreaker. So I came up with an icebreaker... I know a lot of times when we come up with icebreakers, it's kind of things we want to answer ourselves. Know that I have no answer, and I didn't think through what I would say myself. Finally. My icebreaker is, if this is so corny, you hate me, but you're going to have to. If your life was a movie, what would it be called? Let me out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Who would direct it? This is sad, but it's true. Um... I always feel like my life is the movie Stranger Than Fiction Mm -hmm. before his life changes for the better. Okay, (laughs) okay. And I always want, like, I'm always like, maybe today is the day that I meet Maggie Gyllenhaal. I like that, okay. (laughs) Who's who's the guy who does that movie? Ugh. (laughs) Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's the same guy that does uh, Island, the dog island. Yeah. This is like having a conversation with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who did that? Uh, it's it's Wes Anderson, isn't it? Wes, yeah. My movie would be a collaboration between Wes Anderson and the Coen brothers. It would be called Clowns as Clowns, Coen the Dumbs, D-U-M-P. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if those two creative factions would get along. Remember how I said I didn't think about my answer? <laughs> <laughs> but that came to me. Clowns is clowns, colon the dumbs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. By the way, if guys. Be that or clowns is clowns, colon sleeping with the dumbs. But <laughs> it could go either way. Yeah, that sounds too sexual. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I like the title. I don't like things that I title most of the time. But I like the title, Let Me Out. 
for my biographical like movie. That's very fitting for you. Because it could mean any number of things. It doesn't necessarily mean please let me out of living. But <laughs> and it often, kind of does. often I am like, please let me out of this like. job, this social situation, this apartment that I live in, <laughs> all these kinds of things. I often want to just escape. So I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was the first time around. No, I like yours. Mine is f***ing stupid. <laughs> but true to me. It is the dumbs. <laughs> it is the dumbs. It is sleeping with the dumbs. <laughs> That's the name of your movie. None of the stuff beforehand. <laughs> okay, so Pete, who I'm talking about today, which I'm sorry that I'm so tired, because she, who, did I love her. Boy, oh boy, did I weirdly idolize her. Which said a lot of bad things about me. Did I tell you who I'm going to talk about? No, you did not. Elizabeth Bathory. Okay. All right. A.K.A. The, the Blood first, Countess. The first vampire, as we learned in our vampire episode. Yes, I thought you said A.K.A. The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, throwback to our vampire episode. Yeah. Uh, co-worker says to Marissa... Do you even know who the first vampire is? And Marissa goes, <laughs> Marissa goes like, oh, it depends. Who do you mean? Vlad the Impaler or Elizabeth Bathory? So she schooled, for... she schooled the guy yeah. who thought he was going to school her. And then he talked you know, over me. By the way, well, let me clarify. It wasn't a coworker. It was the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> and this was in front it of everyone. It doesn't work there anymore, so we can say that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's in front of everyone in the lunchroom. <laughs> yeah, he tried to tell me, like, come on, really? <laughs> anyway, Elizabeth Bathory uh, was born into prominent Protestant nobility in Hungary. And, and her family controlled Transylvania, which is like another thing that makes her seem more like vampire And her right. uncle, That's Stephen Bathory. That's where they all live. Well, no, they lived in Hungary. No, 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 all the vampires. All the vampires, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And her uncle, Stephen Bathory, was the king of Poland. She was raised at the family castle in Hungary, though. Some people think she lived in Transylvania. So here's the thing. There's a lot of different takes on Elizabeth Bathory. I tried to make it as balanced as possible, so I use a lot of different sources and create a narrative, like, weaving them together. I feel like this is a sort of sensible one. The what I'm about to say, I feel like might have been totally made up, but it says that already as a child, Elizabeth Bathory was known to display signs of disturbing behavior, such as outbursts and rage. Maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Because that definitely helps to, like, create a narrative for someone to say that, but maybe it is true. And according to some sources... Uh, they say that as a child, she witnessed acts of torture performed by some of her father's associates. Like, they would torture some of the peasants nearby. And this is what I totally think is fake. One of her aunts supposedly taught her everything she ever needed to know about sadomasochism, while another close relative gave her a lesson or two on subjects like Satanism. You know, a lesson or two on Satanism. That's a real liberal household. <laughs> so those are some things that I don't know about. But now now back to, like, history. In 1575, when she was just 15, she married Count... I don't know how to say this. Count Ferencz Nadazdi, <laughs> a member of another powerful Hungarian family. Uh, 
her husband traveled often, and he generally left the day-to-day management of the castle they lived in to Elizabeth. So Elizabeth actually like had a lot of power in her area. By all accounts, like she was considered a benevolent ruler at the time. Ooh, shoot! One of the chocolate chips fell out of my slime. <laughs> Throwback to the last I'm gonna episode. Start every, I'm going to start every episode with that quote. <laughs> anyway. By all accounts at the time, she was a benevolent ruler and pretty engaged in the community. Um, She stood up for people's rights and women's rights, apparently. She led an etiquette school for aristocratic ladies, and she provided a safe haven for poor war widows. Um, Now, after her husband's death in 1604, things got weird, and weird rumors started being spread about her. There was a minister in her area who wasn't tied to the family, so he clearly had his own agenda, who began spreading and setting the stage for these rumors. He started telling everyone that she was a villainess and that she would kidnap young girls. (laughs) What? I think it's a a sweet burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You know Barbara? What a villainous. <laughs> anyway. Let I, me tell you. <laughs> he said that she would have her assistants kidnap young girls, and then you would never hear or see from those girls again. So he said that Elizabeth Bathory was doing bad things to those girls. By 1610, the rumors had grown so far-reaching uh, that the Holy Roman Emperor, his name was Matthias II, intervened and requested a full engagement investigation of Elizabeth Bathory. And then the so, FBI screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Topical. Topical. Coincidentally, the person chosen to investigate her was someone named, this is not it, Georgi Thurzo. <laughs> Georgi Thurzo. Is that two names or one? First and last, I guess. Cool. Um, and and this was actually Georgie? a man who, after Elizabeth Bathory's husband's death, he was left in charge of her and all of like her holdings after her husband died. So if she was taken down, he had a lot to gain. So to go a little bit deeper into the rumors that were started, and by the way, over 300 witnesses came forward to sort of support these claims. Some were commoners, some were aristocrats, and some were even staff in her castle. And all of the following has been claimed by one person or another. It was says that Elizabeth Bathory would burn her victims with hot irons, would beat them to death with clubs, would stick needles under their fingernails, would pour ice water over their bodies and let them freeze to death outside in the snow, uh, would cover them in honey so that bugs could feed on their exposed skin, would sew their lips together. That's a good one. Yeah. Would bite chunks of flesh off their breasts and faces. And another thing people said that like her favorite tool was scissors. And she would either cut off their hands, their nose, their genitals, or she would slice the skin between her fingers. Uh, their fingers, not her own. And some even accused her of cannibalism and others claimed to have seen her have sex with the devil himself. Well, if you're going to bite part of a person off, you're going to get, you know, accusations of cannibalism. Yes. Now, I apologize. 
can we go back just a bit? Who was she allegedly doing these things to? Mostly young peasant girls. Like okay. she would have just just like kidnap peasants in the in the street. Although um, it was later said that one of the reasons why she was caught was because she did this to someone in the aristocracy. But I don't, I don't know because they said there's like two sides to the story. But the most prevalent ruler, which gave her the nickname the Blood Countess, is that it was said that Elizabeth Bathory would bathe in the blood of these young peasants and more often, you know, young virgins in order to keep her youthful appearance. See, Marissa, you can stop fine lines and wrinkles, too. Yes! In uh, American Horror Story, the one lady would just rub blood on her face. So, yeah, maybe I'll have to. Vampire facial, at least. Anyway. So, there are a lot of different accounts as to how many people she killed. On the low side of the estimates is 35. On the high end of the estimates, and it's claimed that she kept a diary accounting her, her murders, they claim that she killed 650. But when she was formally charged, she was charged for 80 murders. So, she right. was put on trial, and... Uh, when the trial ended, Elizabeth Bathory's and her accomplices, uh, one of whom was a, a wet nurse for Elizabeth Bathory's children, mind you, she had children all the same, uh, <laughs> her and her accomplices were convicted of witchcraft and burned at the stake. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Made a mistake. Elizabeth Bathory's accomplices were convicted of witchcraft and burned at It's okay, Marissa. We won't burn you at the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> So they okay. were burned at the stake. Elizabeth Bathory was not. Uh, she was sort of sequestered and like holed up in a room in in the castle and never allowed to leave. So she was basically under house arrest for four years until her death in 1614. So some people think. Why do you really think they did that? Probably because she was from the aristocracy. Oh, like a that was like a a favor. Yeah, I would assume so. To not kill her. Yeah. Okay. So, many people would say she was a total monster. She was killing hundreds and hundreds of peasants in in the country, and she deserved to die. Or, I'm sorry, deserved to be punished. But, there's another side of the story that say this entire tale was made up with political motives. Um, some Hungarian scholars say it may have been motivated more by power and greed than anything she did that was evil. Uh, it turns out that King Matthias II, so this was the person who called for the investigation. Uh, it turns out that King Matthias II owed Bathory's late husband money, and then therefore he kind of owed it to her and her household, uh, a very large debt. But Matthias did ha had no intention of paying that debt, and I don't even know if he had the money to pay it. Uh, so some historians say that that might have been what fueled his move to incriminate her and lead to her downfall so that she would he would never have to pay her back. And and she was never really get gotten uh, an opportunity to defend herself or really plead her case. So really everyone think, thinks it was motivated by, by that. So I don't know. I will say I had an obsession with her. When I was in high school, I don't know why I didn't aspire to to, to bite off titties and and cover women with honey and have the and then bathe in their blood. I just thought she was so fascinating. I guess because 
the horror world is generally like it's men. very male dominated yeah so she just seems so cool but yeah when eventually you know i was like oh maybe they made that stuff up and i was really disappointed because <laughs> i have a problem but yeah so i don't know you do you, you do like people who are real <laughs> do love people who are real so Pete, meeting authentic yes um, yes <laughs> Uh, you knew about Elizabeth Bathory ahead of time, right? I didn't know uh, many of the details. Uh, oh, really? In fact, I do have a question. Yes. Where did all the vampire business come from? Is it just because she bathed in blood and yes. bit people? And and some people would say, like, when she was torturing people, she would get excited by the sight of blood and sometimes drink the blood. I would say it's primarily the bathing in blood, and from there, definitely a mythos was created. Because, yeah, like, there's nothing, like, clear-cut, like, this is why she was a vampire. But a lot of people would just say, like, she got excited by the blood, or she was turned on by the blood, or she would drink it. I decided not to report well, on, like... Horny most- for blood and vampire is, like, it's a pretty big gap. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing, because she bathed in it for use. But it never, you never really hear that it was, like, her life force. But at the same time, Vlad the Impaler is considered the original vampire, and he was never an actual, like, vampire in his history. So just anyone who has a lot of bloodshed and blood is generally, like, seen historically as some sort of vampire, and a mythos is created around them. But, yeah, I will say she, she wasn't truly vampiric in the most classic sense. I will say mm-hmm. that. Well, I think that's another reason why she's pretty likable, because she's, like, not cliche vampire. Yeah, she does what she wants. She don't play by the rules. She might as well be a daywalker. She does whatever she wants. <laughs> so, wow, I didn't fall asleep in the middle of talking. Uh, how do you feel about, like, you know, you're uh, sitting at work, somebody knocks on your cubicle, and they're like, uh, hey, Elizabeth Bathory's here to talk to you. You want to, should I just bring her in? What are you saying? <laughs> I was saying, like, uh, how would you, like, respond to her today? Is she I mean, a you, ghost? No. Like, you you explained that you found, like, I guess a middle ground of how you feel from when you admired her in your youth. Yeah. And then realized things were wrong. That, she, you know, but killing hundreds of people. I'm seeing her, but in what form? Is she really old? She's Yeah, she's a really old lady. I'd want to she's see She's like, her. she's like, hey, I hear you're a big fan of mine. I, I would want to stop know. By and say hello. I would want the story in her own words. All right, that's that's a good one. And then I would want to know if she looked really pretty. I would want to know her. <laughs> and if she says it's bathing in human blood, then I'll find an ethical, non-murdery way to get it. How do I get me a bottle of that? I totally would then have to hook up with like, not hook up, no. Make friends with real life vampire people. <laughs> there are real life vampire people that want their blood sucked. Uh huh. I don't want any part of that, but if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you? How about if there's like, Pete Elizabeth Bathory's here for you, ding dong, in a place with a doorbell. Nobody's I don't think, ding dong. I don't think I would be as, as eloquent as you might be. I might be like, humming, humming, oh. <laughs> yep. It's a good impression of me. <laughs> No, I'm more thinking, like, I think I'd be pretty judgy. I think it'd be like, oh, listen, I work with a lot of people who are like, uh, I want my thing now. 
and it's just like, who the hell do you think you are? But you be like, I give, I give money to this place. So what? <laughs> and like, I feel like, I feel like she might be like, I, I would look at her and be like, ugh, some rich lady who thinks she wants, or you know, who thinks she should get everything she wants whenever she wants it. She'd be like, I'm living my blood truth. Of virgins. I'm right. living my dream. I'm yep. living my best life. YOLO. How could you argue with that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. See, I would try to record that, get a YouTube video of Elizabeth Bathory saying YOLO. uh, And then at the end I would put LOL. (laughs) You only live once, and evidently that is forever. (laughs) Yep, yep. So, I hope you all learned something today. Yeah. And if your CEO is ever like, have you heard of the first vampire? And you know he's going to say Vlad the Impaler. Be like, yeah, Elizabeth Bathory. Tell me all about her, bitch. And then he'll talk over you because he'll be so overwhelmed. Just to help that particular person in their uh, workplace scenario, uh, timeline-wise, she's before Vlad the Impaler? Yes. By, like, a great gap or? Let me make sure I knew that for sure. (laughs) <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I don't want our listeners looking like you know idiots at work. <laughs> Please let me have been right. Oh, I might be wrong. Are there any fun movies about Elizabeth? Oops. Battery? Think I was wrong. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> the CEO listens to our show and he's going to be like, he's going to be tearing us apart on Twitter. He's going to be like, I told you. Uh, no, you know what? I gotta say, did I? This is me going in my head. I don't remember whether I thought she was before him or whether I actually considered her a vampire. Because she actually did stuff with blood. Vlad the Impaler. I'm not just trying to save myself. I actually am wondering what my mind was going, what I was thinking. But Vlad the Impaler just, like, impaled people. That's not a vampire. So I might have been thinking, let's go by a truer sense. I just can't imagine a grown adult saying... Who do you think the first vampire was? Like, what do you think I'm going to say? Like, Dracula? First of all, yeah. Dracula's a fictional character. Count Chocula, he's like, he's like, wants chocolate and shit. He's not into blood. Like, wh- what do you think I'm going to say? I'm going to say Vlad the Impaler, because everybody knows that, you stupid adult. I mean, also, this is the same adult that said, my favorite actress is the woman from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. <clears throat> That's her name. No, I know that's her name. <laughs> She's all over the news. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, if you note. have uh, quotes from your dumb boss, you can always let us know what they are at 570-PODWOD1. You can also get to us. Don't on- look at my, don't find my resume online and then figure out what company <laughs> I work for. And then, like, don't do that. Uh, on Marissa's behalf, I would be flattered if you did that. <laughs> It's time for plus. It's time for plus. We're the week before Halloween. You got anything you want to plug right before Halloween comes around? Ooh. Make sure you're watching thir- 31 Days of Halloween show lineup on Freeform. Yeah, where they're showcasing friggin' Frozen. Okay. Not in Halloween. Yeah, it's part of their 31 Days of Halloween. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Uh, we'll see. Um, I, saw, I saw the schedule. What do you want from me? Oh, I'm making the stuff up. What's your favorite Halloween movie? Let's pitch. Let's pitch. Let's. 
I don't uh, see. We're gonna get into a conversation where you're gonna yell at me. Uh, what do you mean Halloween movie? Okay, never mind. Pick your favorite <laughs> piece of spooky content. I won't even get you a movie. My no, no no. Okay, my favorite spooky movie. This probably is my favorite, but that I oh okay. My favorite spooky movies to watch around this time. I like watching The Craft, and Good one. I like watching The Conjuring. Um, and I just I just cued The Conjuring today. Love it so much, so because I realized that I always get what's the other one that came out at the same time. Anyway, Insidious? there's one. Yeah, I get Insidious and The Conjuring crossed in my head all the time. Insidious is one with a really stupid demon in it, and there's right, also and Annabelle. The nun comes out of that one. Annabelle comes out of that one. Yeah, and they both they both come from The Conjuring. Wait, what? Annabelle and the nun come from The Conjuring. Right here. Okay, no, it's cool. Okay, I'm glad that I'm glad that this took so long. The reason I get confused is because Patrick Wilson's in both of them. In one, yes. he's the guy who's being haunted, and the other one, he's the ghost hunter guy, yes. and that's why I get them so crossed. Okay, yeah. all right. And I will promote this, though I cannot find a hard copy on the internet. I can only find it on Kindle, which makes it look like really like shitty. <laughs> but my favorite book to read around this time and i used to read it every halloween but i lost my hard copy and, and i i just contacted the author the author to see if he could like, hook me up or like send me somewhere there is a book called bride of the reaper it's about a goth girl and a punk girl that live together this sounds stupid and the goth girl gets a job being like the elvira for her local radio station all right and then it becomes this like horrifying totally like pretty gory i wouldn't be able to watch the movie version um supernatural spooky like murder mystery it's like so good and it's just one of the scariest books i've ever read so it's by charles romilotti bride of the reaper i recommend it pete what's your favorite spooky stuff i don't know i like a lot of um spooky stuff we've been talking so long and you did not think i know i wasn't thinking about it at all also I'm a spooky pickup of slime from your Listen, favorite five guys, store. My plug this week is uh, <laughs> if you have a cable subscription and you can do this, go to Adult Swim, look up Joe Para takes you on a fall drive. Ooh. And just watch that. Okay. And recognize that I cried at the end of that. Oh, I didn't see that one. I forgot. Oh, guys, listen to last podcast on the left. It's my favorite horror supernatural podcast i'm sorry you weren't finished talking about joe Perry. oh no i was i find it i want to tell you i'm someone who loves acting i love cosplay i love embodying a character but that's something that makes me so uncomfortable about people embodying a character for a long period of time <laughs> and not breaking like it literally makes me uncomfortable it goes back to your love of authenticity. Yes. So, guys, if you're not quite sure what Maris- Marissa's talking about, uh, the comedian Joe Para seems to have, seems to be a character at times, uh, but he could also just be a guy who talks the way that he talks. And he talks like, hi, I'm Joe Para. Hi, I kind of am impressed by my own Joe Para voice that I did for a <laughs> I, moment. I was not. I was. I was. It was spot on. Do your own Joe Para voice. No. Do it now. Bye, everybody.
case you were wondering about the quality calls we get at 570-POD-WOD-1, here's a sample. Cost of repairs. If you have not responded to this notification, it's not too late. Please don't make the mistake of driving without a warranty. You are still eligible to reactivate warranty coverage. This is the final call before we close the file. Would you like to speak to a representative now about your vehicle? So please feel free to call for yourself because you are not a robot.